0: Pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound.
1: The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reeds, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here. At the Big Rab Show Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show Podcast. Another week has rolled round, and yeah, as you've guessed it. Another crazy week in the bagpiping world. So we've got tons of stuff to talk about, as always. If this is your very first Big Rab Show, then you are welcome. But uh, where have you been? We've been doing this for quite a while now. But uh, each and every week, we do seem to add additional listeners on every week. So, yeah, hello, welcome. (laughs) We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world be it Celtic music, folk music and our bread and butter which is competitive piping and drumming then that's what we're all about so welcome, expect to have all sorts of uh, piping and drumming shenanigans all the way through this podcast and of course you've seen the title of this week's episode uh, which means you know already what this week's topic of the week will be and we'll get to that so don't worry Uh, so yeah, it's good to actually get back behind the desk again You know, get back into the old studio again. I've been out and around, jumping around like a crazy person, getting coverage from all sorts of different places. And, yeah, you guys seem to be really enjoying it. We did ask at the end of our All-Ireland Championship podcast whether you guys actually enjoyed it or not. Because, believe it or not, those podcasts are kind of difficult to put together. They're really not easy. We could end up with what Well, we did. We ended up with hours and hours worth of audio and ...having to whittle it down. So last week's the All-Ireland coverage one... ...was possibly a long podcast... ...but we do hope that you managed to enjoy it... Uh, ...with performances from the grades and such... ...and, you know, interviews from the ground... ...and all of that. So, I hope you managed to enjoy it. If you haven't listened to it yet... ...then please do go back. It is kind of a cool episode... ...because I think the performances we got from the bands... ...on the day at the All-Ireland Championships... ...were really well worth listening to. I think standards all round... We're at a very, very high level. Uh, so, yeah, well worth a listen. Go back and have a a day yourself and you can be an armchair judge. And, yeah, see if you believe that the results fell the way they should. Hmm. Anyway, let's get into things. With each and every Big Rab Show, we start things off with listener mail. And this week is no different. So, let's get into listener mail, first of all. Uh, shout out to Patterson, who emailed us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And just on the topic of us being on the ground, he says, Podcasting from a competition like the All-Irelands are bloody brilliant. And that's a quote from his email. He said, Awesome vibe with great recording quality of bands. Lots of fun. Thank you very much, Patterson. Thank you for that. That's an excellent email. Let's see. great. to have compliments. Uh, also got one here from John. He says, Hello, Big Rab Show. It was great to hear from Michael Smith from Sydney on the 130th podcast. So great to hear. Wish him all the best. Thanks again for your continued support of the piping and drumming community. Not a bother, John. He says, P.S. A suggestion for a guest on the Big Rab Show podcast would be Tyler Fry and possibly talk about playing and tutoring and the current state of the competition scene. So that's an interesting one. Yeah, thanks, John. Uh, we'll get talking about that later in the podcast, so we will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we got another email here from John. John says, Hi, Rab. Loving the shows that you recorded at the competitions. It's great to hear the bands from your perspective, as well as the opinions on their performances. Thank you, John. He also says, Hoping to see you at the Scottish or the Worlds, if not both john well actually john i'm not i don't have any plans to get to dumbarton i can't actually make it in person which is a big regret of mine i really do wish i've made travel arrangements to get to dumbarton so no unfortunately i won't be there but that's not to say that a big rab show will not be there i have guys of course from the big rab show team who will be heading over to sunny dumbarton hopefully and uh yeah we'll be bringing you coverage and that from dumbarton so Don't be listening right now thinking, oh no, we're not going to get to see what's going to happen. Don't worry, we have Dumbarton so well planned, it's ridiculous. In fact, it's possibly too well planned, (laughs) something's bound to go wrong. (laughs) But, no, hey, have faith, everything will be great come Dumbarton, won't it? Yeah, next week's podcast will be all about Dumbarton. Yes, so... You'll be sick of hearing me talking about Dumbarton next week. But next week's is our Dumbarton preview. And then after that. Oh, it's getting so close to the big one, people. I could just taste it. It's. Get- <laughs> it's getting ridiculously close now. I'm all sorts of excited for the world. I can't wait. So, yes, thank you to everyone who's emailed us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. A load of you asking questions about things that we're going to talk about in this week's podcast, hopefully, to answer your questions. So, yeah, rather than eat, read all your emails individually, we're going to sandwich it all together in one big question-answer kind of thing. So we're going to get to all of those. So thank you. <clears throat> If you do have any news or views yourself... ...you would like to help share with the show... ...then please do message us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com is that email address. We love hearing from you, especially voicemails. We love getting those voicemails from you. Uh, because then we can bring your voice to the show... ...and you're not just sitting listening to me... You're ...sitting here slabbering for a couple of hours every week. Uh, so anyway... Let's get into the piping news, shall we? Because, yeah, each rap Show podcast starts off with some listener mail and then some piping news. Now, we have had a couple of promotions that are still ongoing at the moment. Now, I think one of these are going to be due to wrap up soon. So, I'm not going to tell you which one. But suffice to say, let's go through them. And if you haven't taken advantage of these deals yet, that you really need to when you can. Shout out to the guys at Rhythm Monster. Rhythm Monster, of course, we've been uh, big fans of them for the longest time. They've been doing some really incredible tuition services and all of that for pipe band drumming, or Scottish drumming as it's called. Uh, Yeah, pipe band drumming, even snare drumming, tenor drumming, and bass drumming. If you are wanting to get involved in the drumming world, in the pipe band world, then Rhythm Monster is where it's at. We are offering you a special discount code whenever you want to sign up to Rhythm Monster. So, be it for a monthly subscription or an annual subscription, just use our promotion code, Big Rab Monster. That promotion code, Big Rab Monster, and you'll get 10% off at the checkout just by listening to the podcast. So, that's kind of awesome. Now, the guys at Rhythm Monster have some some kind of interesting news in the piping news <laughs> yeah quite an exciting new series has hit the rhythm monster website uh just there on the 12th of july they announced this uh so yeah monster instructors they call them stevie mcquillan and Kerr mcquillan of course of Bog Hall and bathgate are have released a brand new tenor drumming uh oh, i don't know it's just epic these guys will walk you through the barebone basics of tenors all the way through to advanced playing. And as you guys know, Stevie and Kerr McQuillan are just kind of musical giants in this field. And Stevie's actually a tenor drumming solo judge. Now, and Kerr, I think, is a current member of Bog called uh, Snare Line at the moment. So, hey, what's not to love? You get to have one-to-one tuition from these guys. Video lessons and all of this sort of stuff all up there now on Rhythm Monster go and check it out. I think they have uploaded like little samples and stuff on their social media, so go and check that out the guys at Rhythm Monster. If you're interested in pipe band drumming at all, in all of its forms, then go and check out Rhythm Monster. And then why not save some money with ourselves using our promo code BigRabMonster. There you go. Alright, speaking of promotions, it's not all about the drummers, it's also about pipers as well. If you guys want to lift the chanter for the first time, or even if you are an advanced player and you're just looking to tweak your performance, then check out the pipers dojo and yeah head along to the big rab show.com forward slash dojo why would you do that instead of going direct to the website well we are offering you a special promotion in conjunction with the guys at the dojo we are giving you 30 days worth of dojo university premium service for just one dollar one dollar for 30 days go and take the full premium membership for a complete test drive so you can see everything that's up on that website, everything that's available for our offer, all your live lessons, weekly, daily even, you have the I don't know, the back catalogue of material in here in Piper's Dojo is just immense I, like, I'm a drummer and even I can appreciate the sheer volume of stuff that's on here on Piper's Dojo these guys have been doing this online tuition thing for the longest time, and they're they're top of the game for the reason for the for the best reasons. Do you know what I mean? These guys know what they're doing. Piper's Dojos have such I don't know. And a pedigree i think if you want for giving online tuition you really need to go and check it out and now you have the opportunity to go and take that 30 day test drive for just one dollar if you decide to keep it on after 30 days then great if you notice that there's an improvement in your playing or even your knowledge of piping in general then yeah consider keeping it on you know pipers dojo is an awesome website and has such a plethora of information up there it's well worth checking out so Go along, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, and you can tick that 30-day trial just for $1. Go and give it a spin. There you go. So there you go. That's, yeah, straight ahead of the piping news. I wanted to get those in there because, like I said, these offers may be ending soon. Not going to tell you when just yet or which one, but trust me, you're going to want to tick up these offers when you can get them. So there you go. They're there now. Save the money when you can. All right. Let's get into the piping news proper, shall we? Shout out to Hawthorne! Hawthorne Pipe Band! Now, I was all sorts of... (laughs) just amazed. Over the course of the week, uh, this past week actually, running through the All-Ireland and everything, Hawthorne Pipe Band were posting updates of them on the run-up to their big concert that they had there and the Hawthorne Arts Centre down in Melbourne, Australia. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, So, yeah, Hawthorne Pipe Band were in concert and they entitled it Taking Flight. Now, looking at the recordings and any kind of little snippets and things I can find online at the moment, it just sounded incredible. And, oh, I cannot wait to see Hawthorne when they hit the UK here for the competition. Oh, I'm proper excited anyway speaking of the concert we'll talk more about it in a little bit but first of all we got a voicemail and a bit of a review of the concert be it after a few drinks mind you but hey here's honey bourbon and uncle chop
0: g'day rab sup sup rabby how are you mate uncle chop and a honey boo boo coming to you live from the Ferry hotel yep Post-concert. Post-concert. Me, me being in the crowd, absolutely marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. It sounded pretty good on stage as well. And to be fair, we are a few beers deep, so sorry about the quality of this, mate. But... may I, I promise not to drop the F-bomb. It's, <laughs> there's a story behind this one. It's... We'll, just, we'll leave that one right alone and if anybody really wants to ask they can go and see the Chandaran boys hashtag one of the six one of the six that's right just dropped in share a bit of love I may have um, <clears throat> spoken to Kyle Warren without you sorry Rab I love you but not that much it's alright um, it was a good concert overall it's just, just a shame that none of you guys unless you lived in Melbourne, Australia could have made it that's right but look, we'll see he's all over at the world. It's 10. Let's do it. Let's get there. All right. I, I, I may or may not have taken some video and a little bit of audio. So uh, it may or may not pop up, but uh, we'll see how we go. All right. Love you, rap Love you too. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't know where to go from there. Thanks very much, lads. Um, that was, I think, quite a few beers after the performance itself. So, uh, yeah, good crack, guys. Thanks very much for sending that in to us. And, yeah, I'm all sorts of jealous, actually. They were interviewing their pipe major and stuff for <clears throat> another podcast. You know, terrible stuff. I don't know. <laughs> It would have been great to hear from Kyle. And even Stephen as well. It would have been awesome to hear from them here in the podcast. Tell us how the concert went and how they're coming over to the UK. You know, obviously for the worlds and stuff. But hey, that'll hit another podcast. So far be it from me to promote another podcast. But yeah, if you want to go and hear that interview, go and head over there. Go and hear Uncle Chop talking to Kyle Warren. Awesome. It's bound to be entertaining. Uh, So, hashtag one of the six. Hashtag Channel Rant. You can go over there and have a listen to that. I'm sure that'll be interesting, to say the least. But I have to stress, listener discretion is advised. It's not for the faint-hearted. Adult language and situations are prevalent. So, if you are, you know, sensitive in the ear, as they say, then maybe give it a miss. But definitely, if you're a piping fan at all and you're going to be interested in what happened in the Hawthorne concert, then go and check that out. I will be very keen to listen to it this week. Uh, so, talking about the Hawthorne Pipe Band concert, a lot of people were asking me about my opinions on Hawthorne Band in general. Now, the reason why they were asking is because on Fuse FM Balamoney last night, we were playing recordings of both Ravara and Klaus Kelp and everything on the air. And people were saying. Will it be Klaus Kelts' year? Will it be Rivara's year? Will it be insert band here? But one of the names that kept cropping up was people are now actively talking about Hawthorne. Hawthorne Pipe Band, as we know, can win their own nationals. These guys know what they're doing. And listening to the recordings, I'm not just blowing smoke, but honestly, I could see Hawthorne Pipe Band being a legitimate threat for the world title. Whenever you consider... The sheer material that they played in concert and, I don't know, the tonal quality, just outstanding. I don't know, if anything, we're dependent on online recordings. Regardless whether you have a real great set of headphones or whatever, you're still dependent on the recording device that took the recording. So, you know, how can you really judge it unless you have the band standing in front of you? And I can't wait to see Hawthorne. I'm actually genuinely excited to go and see Hawthorne Pipe Band do their thing. So, yeah, I will make a point of it to go and see these guys in action. And if you are heading to the big end this year and the Worlds, definitely make a point to check out Hawthorne, alright? Now, I'm not taking away from Rivara or Klaus Kell or any other, like Manor or Cunningham or, you know, any other band for that matter in Grade 2. But I am saying Hawthorne came across on this concert performance as a real legitimate threat. So, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. They really impressed me and uh, I listened to every recording I could get my hands on and, oh, it sounded good. So, well done to Hawthorne. I think your concert was, a, you know, a... Absolute screaming success by all accounts. Anyone I've heard who's been to the concert and reported back to us in the Rab Show uh, emailed us in to say that they had the best time on such high quality music presented by you guys. So yes, thank you to everyone uh, who reported back and told us what a great show it was and all of that. So yeah, awesome stuff. Congratulations, Hawthorne. What are, yeah, I really wish I was there. It's not fair. <laughs> Anyway, let's fly on. More piping news. Uh, The Pasadena Scots Pipes and Drums, or Scottish Pipes and Drums, sorry. Pasadena Scottish Pipes and Drums are holding a concert called Champion's Journey. Ooh, now this is going to be good. Now this is going to be held in Westerbeck uh, Recital Hall in Pasadena City College. So, for full details, of course, you can go to PasadenaScots.com. You can go and get all your details and ticket information and stuff. It's going to be held on Sunday, July the 21st. So, depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already happened. Uh, but it'll be held 3pm, like I said, in the Westerbeck Recital Hall. Uh, all proceeds on the night will go to benefit Pasadena Scots. And obviously, with them and trying to endeavour to get across to the big end, this will go a long way. So, yeah, world champion, Pasadena Scots. Go along, help support the band and possibly enjoy one of the really, really great competition. Competition? A really great concert. If anything, I would love to see recordings from that. So if anyone who is heading to it, then maybe sneak a little clip or something for us. You know, for us people living over here who can't see it, we would love to see a little clip and stuff. There you go. Pasadena Scots. Awesome stuff. Alright, another little bit of piping news then is that Jonathan Key of Melbourne was the first winner of the inaugural Australia Gold Medal solo competition. Now, this was something that really flew under the radar for me, but the more I looked into it, it seems to be a massive deal. So... Shout out to Jonathan, who, yeah, first winner of this gold medal. He also managed to lift $500 for his trouble as well. Uh, so he managed to narrowly beat uh, Martin Fruin, I think, from Auckland and New Zealand. And, yeah, with gaining this, he's obviously the first one to lift the gold medal Peebrook Prize. So, shout out to Jonathan, congratulations. Now, for those of you who want more information on that, you can go and check out PipesDrums.com. Uh, they have an article all about that whole thing and uh, how the prizes was awarded, yada, yada, all that sort of stuff. It's all up there now. I'm not going to sit here and read lists to you. Hashtag lists. But, <laughs> you can go and check out the details. But I just wanted to give special mention to Jonathan Key on the podcast this week. And, yeah, congratulations, the Australia Gold Medal winner for Peabrook. Well done. Uh, so, I will be watching that competition with more interest now. Now that I know that it exists, I will be trying to keep a track of it and seeing how it progresses even for next year. So, yeah, one to keep a track of. Okay, a band that I am very excited to see that's coming to the UK this year is Suri Dasmesh. I think I've pronounced that right. Suri Dasmesh pipe band. Now, uh, people are now scratching their heads going, who? Now, do you remember the guys who were at the Worlds a few years ago uh, dressed head to toe in white? They wore white tunics, white trousers and white turbans. Where these guys are back, baby! Yes! Oh, I'm all sorts of excited! Apologies, headphone users, I just shouted at you. Coming all the way from Malaysia, they are a Sikh pipe band and I am all sorts of excited to see these guys coming back again. Whenever they were at the Worlds before, they were just a real hit with the pipe band world. Everyone seemed to love them, and they loved everyone else as well. So many selfies were taken with these guys. It's ridiculous. Uh, They seem to have the best possible time at the Worlds, and we can't wait to see them as well. Now, whenever you hear that they come from Malaysia, we don't normally associate malaysia as being the best kind of piping scene in the world but whenever you hear this band serize das mesh pipe band they actually sound incredible to be honest now i'm not just paying lip service because you know it's me being on the fence but they honestly sound good these guys can put on a real good performance so i'm looking forward to seeing them if anything they've announced that they're going to be doing a little bit of a tour of scotland they're not just coming over doing the worlds and then going home again So, on Tuesday, the 6th of August, they're heading to various places throughout Scotland. On Saturday, the 10th of August, they're entered to play at North Berwick. Oh, North Berwick is where it's at, baby. So, 10th of August, North Berwick, Surrey Das Mesh Pipe Band will be there. And, of course, then, they're there for the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall Steps on the Thursday as part of Piping Live. And then... The Big They're also going to be there on the Saturday at the World. So I can't wait to see them. Uh, shout out to you guys. I was all sorts of excited whenever you made the announcement. It's very exciting news. And uh, if you aren't aware of who the Das Mesh pipe band are, just throw the name into Google and you'll find it. Or other search engines are available. But trust me, everyone knows who these guys are. Their story is kind of meteoric in the pipe band world. Their rise from someone who just had a passion for piping and drumming. And took it with him to Malaysia. And then suddenly the creation of a pipe band happened and... Hey, let's go to the worlds. <laughs> it's an incredible story. And it's, I think there's actually a few video uh, th- things posted on YouTube, like a documentary type series about the band. And if I find that, again, I'll hopefully try and share it out there on our social media again. Uh, but we did share it out whenever they first came over, which was a few years ago now. So I'll have to have a look for that. But it's, it is a real incredible story uh, about how these guys tick up piping and drumming in Malaysia, actually do it with such a passion and play it so well. Uh, That it's great to see them coming back again. Really excited to see them. So there you go. So read that smash. Now, there was a little bit of a news story dropped by Premier. Yes, far be it from me to promote a particular product. Hashtag G1. uh, (laughs) But Premier Drum Company have had... Some concerns this this past season, and uh, what the concern is is that people who are playing Premier drums seem to be using the incorrect brand of drumhead. Now, what I mean by incorrect brand is possibly either I think Pearl or maybe Adante uh, drumheads on Premier drums. Now they put out a statement about this, and it's actually quite concerning. Um, Advice to all pipe band snare drummers. When replacing your batter drum head, we recommend that you fit an oversized option as opposed to the standard 14 inch diameter product. A correctly sized head, 14.07 inches, will optimize the tuning and tensioning capabilities of your drum and help best achieve the desired tune and pitch if you require further advice, advice, then contact your authorized Premier dealer or distributor beforehand as they as the wrong drum head may invalidate your warranty. Now that is the kicker. That very last sentence there. And that's one thing that we wanted to put across here on the podcast this week is that we I'm aware myself personally. I I'm aware of a few pipe bands out there who are playing Premier drums right now, but they're playing andante heads on them. Now And Dante heads do come in that 14-inch diameter. But what Premier are saying is that the heads that should be used are that little bit bigger. That 0.07 of an inch does... Yeah, they call them oversized heads. And they're that that size for a reason. Now, I don't know if this is 100% rumour or whether it's true or not true. But I have heard stories of people in band halls actually trying to hammer the head onto the hoop. Now, why you would ever have to take a hammer to a drum head to get it to fit in the first place on a premier drum, that should tell you right there, that size of drum head isn't right for my drum. So, I have to tell you now, that if you do put an incorrect drum head on a premier drum, and it does crack ...the shell or splits a hoop or something like that... ...and then you try and claim the repair on your Premier Warranty... ...then it will be invalid. Of course they're going to ask how did this happen... ...and what drum head were you using? So... Uh, there you go, It was an official black and white from the Premier Drum Company themselves, they wanted to put this out there, because they knew that this practice was happening. I don't know well, why it was happening, to be honest. I do know some people were having great success with andante heads on Premier Drums and getting a real sharp tone from them, but what you make up in sharpness, you kind of... ...lose impossible damage to your drum. You could actually be really damaging the bearing edge and things. I'm getting really into drumming things here. Sorry, Pipers. But, you know, you could be really damaging even the snare mechanisms at the top as well. You know, they don't have to feed up as high. All of that. To get very technical, you could be doing long-term damage to your premier drum... ...if you're using the incorrect uh, drum head. So, now, as far as I'm aware, this does not apply... For Andante drums or Pearl drums as well. So yes. I think as far as I'm aware. You can still use the 14 14 inch diameter heads for those. Not a problem. I think even the oversized heads even fits on those as well. It's, It's your own preference. But for some reason. Premier. They have to use the oversized ones. And that's it. There's no kind of exception here. So. There you have it, folks. I wanted to put it out on the podcast as well as announce it on our Rab Show Facebook page and all of that's all up there. Full information, of course, you can go and get more information on this from your local premier distributor, from whoever you bought your drums from. Um, so, yep, yeah, there's tons of premier distributors. You can contact them direct. Or if we can help you here on the Rab Show, please do if You get in contact with us. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, email bigrapshow at gmail.com if you have any drumming related questions about you know what head to fit and all that sort of stuff and am I using the right drum head and all that then please do get in contact with us and we'll do our best to help you but there you go that's an official statement from Premier that if your drum suddenly goes crack then the first thing they're going to ask is what kind of drum head did you have on there and you may find that you could be out of your warranty mmm there you go all right Let's get into some more piping news. Speaking of drumming, apologies, pipers, but Drumming for Drinks is back! Yay! <laughs> Woo! Drumming for Drinks, baby. I'm all sorts of excited for this. Drumming for Drinks is happening August 14th in Todd's Bar in Glasgow, which is just an iconic venue. This event is iconic <laughs> i have to tell you just how popular drumming for drinks is all right for this last number of years i've always said i wanted to get to drumming for drinks and whenever i finally get round to making up my mind and go i might go to that and i start looking to see if i can get a ticket of course no no chance can't get a ticket sold out places bunged to the straps and then i start making phone calls them i start ringing people i said, uh Mick, hey, you couldn't get me a ticket could you uh, no, Rab, I couldn't even give it to my own mother. <laughs> you know? So these tickets for this thing is like gold dust. So trust me, you need to get tickets for this now. Because I dare say, by the time this podcast comes out, the tickets are probably already gone. Uh, because they announced this, I think, on Monday. Was it Monday? Or even the tail end of last week. Something like that. Where they announced Drummond for Drinks 2019. And uh, I dare say the tickets are already gone. So... The whole event is sponsored by Innovation Percussion and the British Drum Company as well. So, Innovation, in association with the British Drum Company, presents Drumming for Drinks 2019. Now, what is Drumming for Drinks? Where have you been? Drumming for Drinks is, I don't know, it's an iconic event in the piping world. It's been running now as kind of a splinter event from Piping Live. It's always kind of been aside from Piping Live, you know what I mean? It's ran outside of everything. Uh, but it's one for all the drummers to get to. It's where basically you can go on stage, play for five minutes, and the audience cheers for who they think should win. And it's an audience voted kind of thing. You know what I mean? If you go up there and kick butt, and the audience loses their mind, then you can get a, a prize. And some of the prizes are quite awesome. Then you know, you get snare drums, give to you the hard cases and stuff. You know, some real good drumming swag on offer there for some of the you know competitors so for full information you can go along to innovation-promotions.com you can go just stick it into your search engine drumming for drinks 2019 and you can get full information up there plus all where you can grab your tickets now tickets are 20 quid a pop but trust me they're cheap at twice the price this event is the event through Pipe and live for drummers now We all have Piping Live and there's tons of piping events going on. But this one is specifically for drummers. It's a lot of fun and yes, of course, the Big Rab Show will be there. (laughs) We can happily announce that we will be live streaming from Drumming for Drinks this year. So if you can't get through those doors for whatever reason... We will be there at Drumming for Drinks this year, and we will be providing online live streaming through our Facebook page, of course. So, if you can't get for whatever reason, then tune into the Big Rab Show Facebook page throughout the day on Wednesday. I think the event kicks off at one p.m. So, there you go, one p.m. UK time. Tune into our Facebook page on the fourteenth of August, and you can watch all the action at Drumming for Drinks. There you go. All right. So, we'll possibly be talking more about that event as we get closer to it. Hmm. All right. Getting on to another such event, another little bit of fundraising. On Saturday the 28th of September, the Air Pipe Band Society are holding a bit of a charity fundraising dance. Yeah, this will be held in the Fairfield House Hotel in Air itself. Saturday twentieth, uh, doors open at 7.30pm and runs all the way through to the wee hours. Adults are 12 quid and under-16s are 8 quid. For full information and more tickets and stuff, you'll get heard uh, to air... Blue. Spit out the brick, brah. Head to airpipeband.com or via their Facebook page and, yeah, you can get all your tickets and all that whatnot through there. You'll have live music, hot and cold food, and prizes, spot prizes on the night. So, there you go. Go and help support the Air Pipe Band Society doing a spot of fundraising there on the 28th of September at the Fairfield House Hotel. There you go. All right. Now, unfortunately, again, I always hate having to read this out on the podcast whenever there is a sad passing away of someone in the bagpiping world. I have to give full condolences uh, to everyone at Column Kill Pipe Band and especially to everyone at the Hassan family and the sad passing of May Hassan. She was the the wife of the late Barney Hassan and everyone knew uh, May and knew Barney very well here in the bagpiping world. So May, of course, was an instrumental part of the band itself from its very outset. I think she was even part of helping making their kits and everything, the kilts, their full kit out. You know, everything, she ironed the uniforms, she brought spare brogues and just, I don't know. May just seemed to look after the band entirely and, you know, was synonymous with being an avid supporter of Column Pipe Band. So, May took great pride in watching Column Kill, Pipe Band, and was an avid supporter. And it's, yeah, with a heavy heart, we have to announce her passing. Uh, She passed away there, I think, when was it? Yeah, see, I'm going to read this. Just last week, actually. There you go. So I have to offer my sincere condolences to everyone. A calm, kill, band may will be sadly missed. And especially by the Hassan family. So but yeah, sincere condolences to everyone on the very sad passing of May Hassan. Yeah. Okay, I have to give another little bit of a plug or a promotion for something that's happening that's quite interesting. The Belfast International Tattoo. Now I've been talking about this for a while now. But they are running a one-off promotion. 50% discount on all tickets. <laughs> now, I think I remember talking about this and they were given the 20% off or something like that. Well, they've upped it. 50% off tickets. So, go along now. com. Grab your tickets and also you can get them from belfasttattoo.com Now, I I... I will be talking more about the Belfast Tattoo, so be prepared. It's one of my favorite events in the calendar here in the uh, Northern Ireland, so hey, what's not to love? So, yes, you need to get tickets for this, especially now. There's fifty percent off, bargain. So there you go, special plug for the Belfast Tattoo. Go along now, grab tickets when you can, because I dare say, with fifty percent off, these puppies will just roll off the shelf. Okay, on to more piping news. The order of play has been announced for the Argyllshire gathering. Now, for those of you involved in the pipe solo piping scene, this is kind of... it's not the World Cup in soccer, it's kind of like the European Cup, or... I don't know, how do I put it in NFL terms? It's not the Super Bowl, it's the conference... Does that make any sense? I don't know. <laughs> the Argyleshire Gathering. Um, yeah, they have announced the full lineup for that, and you can go and check that out. I think uh, the guys at Piping Press actually published the entire list. So I'm not going to read the list, but kind of a read like a who's who of the bagpiping world. So this is going to be a very exciting competition. Going to be held on August the 21st, of course. And, yeah, go and check out the entrance. It's going to be quite an interesting converse- or conversation. What wow, was mad. wrong with me? Stuff that Rob got wrong. It's going to be an interesting contest. That's the word i was looking for. I can't talk. Yeah, go along. Pipingpress.com. Have the full list up there for the order of play for the Argyllshire Gathering. Definitely going to be worth checking out. Now, on this week's podcast, I was asked specifically to tell you all, get your tickets for Scottish Power. Uh, I don't know how many people I've told this to. I keep saying this. Are you going to Worlds this this year? Yeah. Will you be there on Wednesday? Yeah. Are you going to Scottish Power? Well, I don't know. I think I might do. Well, you need to get your tickets. Get tickets for this. Okay. Oh, come on. Last year and the year before and the year before. I keep stressing this every year when the pre-Worlds concert comes along. Tickets for this just disappear. They go so fast that, you know, you're just left standing and you're wondering, well, what just happened? Scottish Power. At the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, you're going to need to get tickets for this. On the 14th of August, Scottish Power hit the stage with Finlay MacDonald, Rora and John Mulhern. These guys are some of the best in the Celtic music scene and going to be hitting the stage along with Scottish Power. Scottish Power! Scottish Power! Come on! Uh, right, calm down, Rob. This concert's going to be off the chain. I can't tell you just how good this is going to be. So this will possibly be one of my own personal highlights for and Live this year, apart from Rab Show Live. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, but Scottish Power, <laughs> you need, trust me, you need to get tickets for this because I have it from... Yeah, okay. I have a man on the inside is telling me tickets for Scottish power are actually going really quick. So you need to go and get these now. Go along to the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall box office. You can go and grab them now, and trust me, these puppies will just phew, they'll fly quicker than the Belfast Tattoo ones or anyone else. The big pre-world concert always always sells out. So you need to get them. Okay. Now, because I didn't get a chance to chat to you uh, because I was at the All-Ireland, I now have a proper opportunity to sit down and talk about the statement that we got from RSPBA. They talked about the Worlds this year. Entries for the Worlds is now closed, and as we know, we now have our draw for the World Championships. 15 bands in total are entered for Grade 1. So, as a result, the format that was proposed by the Music Board and supported by the Board of Directors is as follows. Then let's go through this. All 15 bands will play their own choice of MSR and medley on the Friday. All 15 bands will then play their alternate MSR and medley on the Saturday. So, that means we're getting a Friday-Saturday. Like we've all kind of expected, but now we know exactly the format it's going to take. So, now not only do we have all bands playing all their sets on both days... We now have a little added edge of strategy in here. Which medley do you play first? Which MSR do you play first? Now, when you consider everyone's talking about that medley from Inverary... ...that they busted out at the UK's and had everyone talking... ...when will they play that? Will they play that on day one or day two? And oh, there's been some big medley performances already this season... Which is why Don Barton's going to be so interesting. But yeah. We've had some big performances already this season from our bands. It's just going to be interesting to see what set they choose to play on day one. And which set makes it to day two. This is going to be interesting. Also. It says all four performances will count towards the final result. The adjudicator's critic sheets for all four performances will be handed out after the prize given on the Saturday. So, each performance that you play will go towards your final mark, which will decide your final placing. That means, I think, in total, 16 judges will be looking at your performance throughout Friday and Saturday. Now, if you come out on top with 16 judges looking at you, you've done something right. So, I think this is possibly going to be one of the hardest-fought World Championships in my living memory anyway so there will be a pre-draw for the playing order for the friday and a separate pre-draw for the playing order on the saturday so we have our draw up there now it's on the rspba website you can go and check it out right now the full draw for grade one and everything all the other grades is everything's up there now you will be getting another podcast from me on that later on uh, trust me we'll be breaking down the worlds in its small minute parts uh, but this statement tells us the format of what t- is to be expected from our grade one big guns and this has made things very interesting because it does involve a tactical decision on behalf of pipe majors and lead drummers for that matter too i'm sure they have a lot of input too, which set they would like to play on which day now they can, if they want, try and judge it to see their judging panel on the day. Are they going to be more traditional in their views? You know, are they going to want you to go in there and play your barebone, by the number, uh, kind of medley performance, and then you know do your one and done kind of thing? Or are you going to want to go in and your judge in there is looking for something modern, something flashy? He wants to be impressed. Are you going to march in there and then, woo, all the fireworks come out of the box? Do you know what I mean? It's going to be really interesting to see how the tactics play out. I'm going to be glued to this, to see which set gets drawn. That's going to be just as interesting, if anything, as the actual performances themselves. (laughs) Which set our bands going to play on which day will be the talking point, I think, for Grade 1 this year. Very, very interesting stuff. Anyway... Speaking of rolling into the world, we had a guest on Fuse FM Balamoney Money this week. And, yeah, it was just awesome to have current Senior Drum Major World Champion Emma Barr in the guest seat this week. It was just the best. Emma had the best crack on the show. Two hours worth of chatting and just having the best crack, crack with all you guys texting in and stuff. If anything, we learned a lot from Emma That uh, you're supposed to keep your red sauce, your ketchup, in the fridge. I never knew that. Because you never buy ketchup from, you know, the fridge. The refrigerated section in the supermarket, you always buy it from the shelf. But she was right. You know, whenever you crack open a ketchup bottle at home, apparently, once you have, you know, opened it, you have to then store it in your refrigerator to keep it fresh. I honestly did not know that. And it was Emma Barr who taught me this. And right now, in my fridge, is a bottle of ketchup. Thanks to Emma Barr. Thanks, Emma. (laughs) But, yeah, it was just the best crack. If anything, you can go back and look at it now. We had done a little bit of a Facebook live stream where we chatted away to Emma on the air and stuff on Fuse. It was just the best crack. So it was great to catch up with Emma, chat to her and all about how her season is progressing and everything. So, if anything, I took the opportunity to have a quick chat with Emma Right here on the podcast. So joining me on the podcast, as you've just heard, is world champion drum major. I have to keep saying that, Emma. <laughs> yeah, Emma Barr. Emma, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, yeah, Thank you for having me.
1: Now, tell me this. How's your season been so far? 2019
2: been kind? Uh, 2019's been very kind. Um, I was able to retain my UK title this year. Yay! Yay. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully it can keep going the way it is and have more success.
1: There you go. So, with that in mind, we're rolling into Dumbarton now, mm-hmm. and we're going to be rolling into my prediction show. Yeah. <coughs> I came into. Yeah, I got my predictions wrong last year, it would yeah. be fair to say.
2: Yeah, you did. You did. The other two didn't, but you did.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I kind of sold you down the river there. Uh, so, tell me what it was like getting your name read out. I might have asked you this question half a dozen times, but I, I never get tired of hearing it.
2: Uh, but it's a completely different feeling. Until you hear your own name called out, like, you don't even know what it's like. It's absolutely incredible, and especially Ian Ambleton saying it in his accent. Like, it just gives me goosebumps. He's got that
1: voice, hasn't he? He does. He should he... do the podcast. Oh, <laughs>
2: That would be so good. Be I'd awesome! Be, I'd be listening to it flat out just hear his voice. Oh, now you're
1: talking. Yeah, Ian Hamilton asking people who their favorite cheese is and all that. They're <laughs> lethal. So what's your favorite cheese? I, oh, amazing! So um, the reason why I have you on the podcast this week is because I wanted to ask you. We have a lot of listeners who listen to the podcast and don't follow drum majoring for whatever reason. I don't understand it, but can you sell it to a piping audience? Why should people watch drum majors?
2: Well, it's got the one thing that people like to see, and that's a wee bit of danger. You might not think it, but like time that leaves our hand, like it could it could hit us anywhere. Um so like, <laughs> That's people,
1: very true. Yeah, pe- yeah, people like
2: something with a wee bit of element of danger, and that's something the bands don't have, you know. The bands don't go in there thinking, Flip, I could, you know, split my head open here.
1: Uh, you're not gonna get a concussion by uh, having an early challenger here. No,
2: you're definitely not. <laughs> um it's also more of a visual thing, which I think's nice. There's nothing else in Pipe bands. I know the tenor drummers maybe are a wee bit visual, but um, yeah. not to the same extent as we are, you know. It, to give us credit, like, it, it is incredible what we're able to do.
1: I Yeah, I would blow your horn for you right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys, to kind of put that across, drum majors would put in a, probably equally, if not more so, the amount of work to possibly some pipers and drummers out there in the field. Would you agree with that?
2: Um Yeah, I, w- I would agree, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. Anyone who's a member of a pipe band has to commit to it and they put in hours of practice together. Mm. But with drum majors, it's all down to us. Like, I always find that I just go out every single day you know oh, and so grabbed y- y- every
1: day you have a practice yeah
2: yep you know sometimes I'll stick at it longer than other days you know some days you know if it's not going well I might just get frustrated and be like nah enough of this fired <laughs> in the corner <laughs> yeah. see you later Fire yeah. in the corner see you tomorrow but um, <laughs> no you do need to work hard and especially with something like drum major you need to keep on top of it because it's always changing you know there's always new flourishes there's always something for you to learn so you yeah. need to keep on top of it to be on your game
1: there you go. So for any beginners, then, wanting to pick up the maze for the first time, I know a lot of people listening to the podcast right now would be from the United States and Canada and possibly have learned from sources such as YouTube mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Could they be a reliable source of tuition? Or what would you recommend then, for somebody doing it for the first time?
2: Um. So for for for, for a first-time thing, I personally would say that you definitely need to go to someone and you need to see someone because it's all well and good watching a YouTube video if you want to learn a flourish, if you already know the basics. Yeah. But to know the basic drills and and all that and the technique, you do need to learn it off someone that knows what they're talking about and knows what they're doing. Mm. Um, and one-on-one is the best for me, I think. Um, but for flourishes, I know myself, I refer back to YouTube videos, like Jason Paggio really broke that when he did his... Uh, flourish demonstrations with his regimental mace like oh, yeah, it was yeah. like it was he was the one that brought the helicopter through which you'll see so many <laughs> of us doing now so yeah. he really broke the boundaries with that with his YouTube videos
1: ah, so there you go so YouTube can be used as a source for flourishing but if you get the fundamentals first of all yeah. it's kind of similar to piping and drumming then yeah. you learn your GDEs before you start playing blistering horn pipes like
0: exactly same
1: sort of thing so for the amount of practice then for yourself, running up into Dumbarton, and what kind of practice regime is? It? As you say, it's just every day five ten minutes.
2: Yeah, every every night really. Um, I usually do three four runs, so that could be four six and a halves.
1: Really?
2: Yeah. Wow. Um,
1: so that's pretty intensive. You know, for for what we think is kind of people don't give it credit. You know, no. I'm not slagging you off because I know the work you yeah. guys do but I'm sure the pipe banders are like oh sure it's just a drum major they just throw it about and that's it
2: exactly but there's a serious amount of work involved there's so much skill involved like you see if you try I would challenge anyone that thinks it's easy to pick up a mace and go for it then
1: uh, I've tried it but yeah. I, I'm hopeless
2: yeah because <laughs> I, I would not stand there and be like oh well I can just pick up a set of pipes and you know just Play, play whatever. Like, uh, yeah, it's All like right. everything. You know, you do need to, you do need to master it. I, I argue, it takes ten years to master something, hmm. and then on top of that is just getting better.
1: There you go. So, if you don't mind me saying, then you're still a young pup. You're in your early twenties and already a world champion. Yeah, you've accomplished quite a lot already in your drum majoring career. What's next for you?
2: Um So, yeah, you're quite right. I've been very lucky. I've had success very early on.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, and achieve things that some people have never achieved in their drum major career
1: at all uh, yeah can um, I can, can, I'm going to blow your head up here Emma. <laughs> I heard this stat that you hit every major final last season
2: every single
1: senior every final every single senior final um, was I right in thinking that that was your first time in the grade as well
2: yeah it was my first year in
1: the grade Yeah, am <laughs> I making your head swell now
2: embarrassing me wee bit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's it's no small thing you know what I mean so it shows that you know with the amount of work and dedication that you're putting in you're getting results
2: exactly yeah. you know it's um, it, last year last year completely blew my expectations out of the water I was going into last year first year in seniors hoping that I made a final Aye, one final uh, one final <laughs> you know I made the final at Bangor and you thought that I would have won the worlds <laughs> like I, w- I was just over the moon because I just wasn't expecting it but yeah. it just shows you know No matter what your age, like if you think you're too young to do something, you're definitely not. You're definitely not. I thought I was too young to win the Worlds last year. I was like, there's no way they'll give it to me in my first year, yet here I am.
1: And there's Bagian up there shouting at you. There you are. class. <laughs> well, Emma, I have to say thanks for chatting to us on the podcast. And Thank you if anything, I wish you the best for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'll be sure to probably give you a shout out at the Prediction Podcast this year. Oh, just thanks. So you, so you don't deck me the next time. <laughs> just
2: to keep me on the good side.
1: <laughs> we have to give a shout out, though, to the Crispies.
2: Yes. Listening? Yes. Shout out to
1: Crispies. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for listening, guys. Thanks, Emma, for chatting to us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. There you have it. Emma Barr there, current senior world champion. Ah, oh, brilliant to chat to Emma. It was just the best crack. Now, if anything, I think I may have gotten her age wrong. I did say that she was in her early 20s. Uh, uh, stuff that Rab got wrong. Thump, thump. No, she's not in her 20s. She's, she's still only 19. She's nine nineteen. 19? apparently well i don't i think this is the case she is the youngest senior world champion ever <laughs> whenever she lifted that world title she was the youngest person to ever do it so hey that's a feather in her cap right there so shout out to emma we do wish you well for the rest of the incoming season we hope you have a real good run at dumbarton and the world's the best of luck to you so with that being said let's fly on uh, shout out to Revara you guys severely impressed me over the course of the weekend. Now for those of you here in Northern Ireland, you're going to know what I'm going to be talking about. Of course I'm talking about Scarva. For us here in Northern Ireland, the 12th of July is a public holiday where lots of bands go around and do their marching thing with the Orange Order. Yes, but then also on the 13th of July, there is another celebratory event that is held by the Royal Black Preceptory, which is another kind of organization similar to that of the Orange Order. They have an event in Scarva and I'm not going to give you a history lesson, but suffice to say, Rivara Pipe Band were there. And Rivara actually won band of the parade. Yeah best band on parade was lifted by rivara pipe band which was outstanding now the reason why this is outstanding is because whenever you consider scarva can pull in literally hundreds of thousands of people from around northern ireland it is a huge event i can't tell you just how big it is there are hundreds of bands now not just pipe bands in fact there is you know accordions there's flutes there There's silver bands. There's all sorts of marching bands that are there that are represented at Scarva. And it's just awesome to see a pipe band being given this prize. And the guys at Rivara certainly done us in the bagpiping world very proud indeed. There was video footage of the band on parade, uh, both going into the demonstration and leaving the whole thing. And the band just sounded incredible. So if anything, shout out to Emma Barr as well. And Lauren Hannah, I think the two. Lauren, of course, from Loman and Clyde, and Emma from Field Marshall, uh, both led Rivara Pipe Band on the day. So, representing the drum major crew as well. Well done, guys. So, yeah, shout out to Rivara, winner of Best Band in Scarva, which is not a small achievement by any means. So, congratulations, guys. Well done. So, yeah, that's it for the piping news, folks. We've got so much there that we had to get through. So, Yeah, it's been a lot of piping news this week. Now, for those of you interested, uh, you may help support the show if you wish on Patreon. Now, the reason why I'm slowing down for effect is because over on our Patreon page, we've been doing quite a lot of cool stuff over there that is just exclusive to Patreon subscribers. We've actually released another episode of Big Rab Show. Plus, that's all up there. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, then you are awesome! Yes, you are. Awesome. And, yeah, you already know what's in front of us for the next 6 to 12 months, possibly. We talk about, a lot about future plans here on The Big Rap Show, all on that episode of Big Rap Show Plus. So if you are curious, you can go along, click support on the Patreon page, and for $5 a month, you can get your mitts on tons of extra stuff. We've been playing around with various different things and... Just experimenting and trying little bits and clips and things and all sorts of interesting things going on on the Patreon page. It is a good time to be a Patreon supporter. Trust me, there is tons of extra stuff going over there. It's a lot of fun. I actually really enjoy Patreon at the moment. It's a lot of good crack over there. So, yeah, be part of the Patreon faithful. I think if someone had said in our email, why don't you just call them Patreon Faithful? Because I've said it a couple of times now. So I think that might stick. I'm not sure. Patreon Faithful makes me sound some sort of like a religion or something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We still haven't really got a good suggestion for our Patreon supporters. I don't know. We need a collective name for you all. I don't know. The Rabbis or something. I don't know. That sounds kind of lame. I don't know. You can suggest something. You can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Right. Now, I feel like I haven't really had a chance to speak to you guys about this massive event that's coming to pipe and Live. And that is Big Rab Show Live. Now, I know you guys are going to be sick of me talking about this. But believe it or not, it's only around the corner. 12th of August at the Street Cafe... Yeah, well there's the venue. We've got a lot of people have been asking about this. It's at the Street Cafe in Glasgow, right outside, right out front the piping centre. Big Rab Show Live is coming, and I cannot wait for this. I think we're opening doors at one PM I think one PM in the afternoon. Big Rab Show Live, thanks to G One Reads. This event uh, <sighs> I don't know where to begin I have the list of acts written down here and I honestly don't want to be on stage presenting this I'll be brutally honest with you I actually just want to watch the show I want to see these guys do their thing I don't want to be up there presenting and have to do an actual show I want to watch this. Big Rab Show Live is just going to be ridiculously good fun. We have already announced some of the biggest acts in the bagpiping world. And I can't wait to see them in action. We have Scott Wallace and the guys from the Turbo Harmony Boys. Oh, all sorts of excited to see those guys. Now, if you haven't seen them in action, you can go and check them out on Facebook. They've got tons of videos and stuff. What Scott Wallace has been doing from the guys of the Turbo Harmony Boys. Such incredible music from them! I can't wait to see them on stage. It's just going to be magic. Oh, I'm so excited for them! Plus, we have an up-and-coming piping extraordinaire, Anna Smart. Yeah, now she knows her way around a set of bagpipes. Actually, featuring on BBC's uh, BBC Alba recently. Yeah, she had a feature on there on one of their trad music shows as well. So. Can't wait to see Anna on stage. That's going to be epic. Plus, we can also announce on this podcast this week that we have the Bradley Parker trio. Yes! Now, Bradley has been a good mate of the Big Rab Show for a long time. We've had him on Fuse FM, Ball of Money, uh, playing two or three different times now. So, to have Bradley there at Piping Live to hang out and play a few tunes with us it's just going to be brilliant because Bradley is going to be pegged as being one of those, you know, up-and-coming young talents you're gonna need to you're gonna need to check out bradley's performance i don't want to spoil it but oh man it's gonna be off the chain i've heard some of the clips of what bradley has planned for the show and he says what do you think about this Uh, let me just say this bradley parker can melt your face (laughs) Bradley, of course, Piper with the Field Marshal Montgomery. This guy knows what he's doing. And, oh my God. Now, if, if you've listened to any of Field Marshal Montgomery's CDs, I think the last two CDs actually had solo performances on there from Bradley. So, yeah, Bradley's bringing a trio of musicians to Big Rab Show Live. And I can't wait to see him on stage, man. It's going to be incredible. That in itself is going to be worth Getting to now, people have been asking, Well, how much are tickets? And this is one of my favorite things to announce to everyone it is free, it's free. We're doing it for free. We're doing Big Rab Show Live free. Free, (laughs) free. Now, the very first Big Rab Show Live that we did, we ticketed it, we uh, we charged a ticket fee. I think it was a five or a ticket or something, because we were raising money for charity. But because we're going to pipin' live, baby, and this is the biggest piping festival, we wanted to draw the biggest possible crowd that we could. And we could not, could not charge you guys for for that. You know, you're there in Glasgow, you're gonna be kicking off your festival experience. What you ideally want to do, head to the street cafe. Buy yourself a beer because there's a bar and everything there, and just hang out and enjoy some of the best piping that you can possibly enjoy for free. And I, I'm very happy to announce that. So, shout out to the guys at G1 Reads. <laughs> this event is going to be off the chain, and I still haven't been able to announce some of the even bigger acts. Now, not taking it away from Bradley, uh, the Turbo Harmony boys, or even Anne of Smart for that reason. You know, these guys are epic in themselves. I can't say anymore. We've got some great acts coming, and I'm all sorts of excited. Ah, I can't sit in my chair. Lethal, big grab show live, courtesy of G1 Raids. It's going to be an awesome event. So, there are your details 12th of August, so that's the Monday of and Live. Just to kick things off, to get you in the mood for the rest of the festival, we will certainly be. A hard act to follow. (laughs) So there you go. It's 12th of August at the Street Cafe outside the piping centre in the centre of Glasgow. And it's free. Just make sure you turn up is the thing we're not charging a penny so come on ahead come and get yourself a pint and enjoy some of the best piping that we could possibly present to you that's going to be awesome now for you people who aren't going to piping live this year then of course we've got you covered people have been saying oh will there be a live stream the answer will be yes there will be a live stream and also people are asking well I won't be able to tune in during work and stuff, Uh, you know, will there be a podcast? Yes, there will be a podcast, as what happened with Big Rab Show Live here in Northern Ireland for our charity night on episode 100, all of that. Yes, we are recording the entire thing as an episode of the podcast. So we will be releasing that, of course, then Big Rab Show Live as an episode of the podcast coming up. So there you go. I hope that answers all your questions, because I've had nothing but questions. Uh, What time's it at, mate? I don't know if I can get off work. And uh, How much is it? Because I'm going to see Scottish Power, and and I'm going to the Worlds and I'm going to this, and that, and drumming for drinks, and I haven't much money. Well, it's free. Just land up and enjoy. (laughs) I can't sell it any more than that. It's free. So just come along. It's going to be the best crack. I can't wait so there you go big Rab show live thanks to g1 reads it's going to be off the chain anyway enough of shameless self-promotion but i just wanted to answer questions so yeah let's get into this week's topic of the week shall we because i'm parched and it's time for a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week lonestarpiper.com serving the piping and drumming community in the united states for over 10 years Featuring RG Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans & Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beat Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry? Then you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. The Horace Kilt Company 150 Sandy Row, Belfast Offering high quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row Belfast Check them out. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balamoy. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9 They are the show for the piping folk. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing. Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till to 9
0: on Fuse FM, money. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to the Big Rab Show.
1: Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week, and as you've guessed it, the title of this week's podcast always manages to give it away. This week, we're talking about, yeah, copyright. Now, almost that word, as soon as you mention it, it's seen as a dirty word. ...in the bagpiping world. (laughs) It really is a dirty word. But it's kind of rearing its head this last while. Especially in the bagpiping world. Now, why is it seen as a dirty word in the bagpiping world? Well, it's been an ongoing battle by certain people in the bagpiping world... ...saying that copyright and things like this that normally apply... ...to music scenes such as the popular music scene and, you know... ...basically other musical genres that don't seem to apply the copyright laws... ...when it comes to traditional music or bagpiping for that matter. So, if you want all of that argument, you can go along to PipesDrums.com. They have been big proponents for this. They have been kind of flying the flag for copyright protection for composers and performers alike. Now, why is there an argument in the first place... Well, let's just kind of make it really simple. Say you are a composer of a bagpipe tune. You've made this real kick-butt tune and you think, yes, this is class, I'm going to stick this in a book and who knows, someone might want to play this. And that's what happens. You put it in a book, the book gets released, someone picks up the book, lifts it and goes, oh, that's a good tune. They take it to their band hall and say, hey guys, I've got a great tune, have a look at this. Suddenly the band say, yeah, that's class. And before you know it, the entire band is playing that tune. Now, PipesDrums.com have argued the point that the copyright on that piece of music belongs to the composer. And the composer should get some sort of monetary value for, you know, creating that piece of music. They have sat down, used their creative mind to be Artistic enough to bring you a tune that you feel pleasing enough to be able to play. Well, they do argue that either the band should pay or someone, somewhere down the line, has to pay. The creator of that content. Yeah, thank you for writing this tune. I will pay you X amount of pounds if you allow me to play it. Now, what seems to happen in the bagpiping world... It's the total opposite. We get, you know, bagpiping geniuses such as Fred Morrison, for example. Just using Fred as an example, I'm not saying he's a specific case. But he does write some great piping tunes and we do know a lot of bands play his stuff. Notably so, the Field Marshal Montgomery had his big hard drive medley from last year. It's what everyone was talking about. Wow, they're playing one of Fred's tunes and it sounds class. So, do we think that Fred received any monetary value for that at all? Well, you guys might remember this. We spoke to Fred, actually, on the podcast before, and we asked him, feel Marshall Montgomery play one of your tunes? And he's like, yeah, it's so cool. It's such an honor. And if anything, that's what meant most to Fred. He didn't once mention you know, I got a fat check for that, or, (laughs) you know what I mean? It was just the sheer joy of people being able to enjoy his music. He thought that was worth the price of admission right there. You know what I mean? So Fred was all for it. He he was so proud that bands were playing his stuff. And, you know, there was never a mention of, uh, I want paid for that. And so, whenever it comes to the argument on copyright, especially when it comes to the application of the bagpiping world, it's very difficult to kind of pin down and apply. And especially when it comes down to the application of copyright when it comes to performing at competitions. Because of performance rights and recording rights, even if you're going to be taking recordings or live streams and all this sort of stuff. Pipestrums.com, obviously... ...had their two cents on the live streaming debate around the start of the season... ...I'm sure you guys all remember that... ...where PipesDrums.com took a pop at us at The Rab Show... ...for possibly hurting the bagpiping world for presenting live streaming for free. And whenever we're doing it for free then nobody makes any money... ...especially the composers and yeah... ...you know they lose out financially because we try to cover the piping scene... I don't know. I didn't really understand the argument. But now it has been suggested by a number of you out there in the bagpiping world who emailed us in bigrapshow at gmail.com asked us to talk about copyright and the bagpiping world and just how different the piping world is. And it is a strange one. The copyright laws, I don't know really how they should be applied. Now I'm going to, you know, put my flag on the flagpole. I am not a copyright expert. To be honest, I really am not an expert at this, but I have done a little bit of research on this, and I do know a slight little bit about copyright, and I'm just unsure how it could be applied to the bagpiping world. Let's look at the definition, first of all, of what copyright is. Copyright is the exclusive and assignable legal right given to the creator of a literary or artistic work to reproduce that work, or to usually for a limited time. Awarded, usually, for a limited time. There you go. So, this right is not absolute, but subject to limitations such as fair use. Hmm. Now, fair use is... Yeah, it's a very wide-ranging piece of legislation and stuff whenever you look at it. So, under fair use, someone can use a piece of music and say... uh, I don't know, like a, a montage clip of you know, photographs and stuff, and you could say that the music was used for uh, educational purposes or something. I don't know. It says here, copyright only protects only the original expression of ideas and not the underlying ideas themselves. So, in other words, you can perform a cover of a certain piece of music as long as you put your own sort of slant onto it and then avoid all sort of copyright infringements. So... In that kind of regard, in that respect, whenever we heard Field Marshal playing Fred Morrison's tunes, they arranged it themselves. They put their own little Field Marshal stamp on it. Same way when Inverary played Shawnee's tune and different things like that, they put their own stamp on it. And you know, if things like this, when pipe bands lift copyrighted material and music like this, they do arrange it themselves. So that then. Kind of precludes that whenever they are taking a piece of music or an idea and then making it their own into their own creative venture, into their own creative process and creation of a medley, that is itself a piece of artistic work that the band is producing. So the band themselves own the copyright of that particular performance. Hmm. Now, under the laws of fair use and all of that, especially around the laws of uh, public performance as well, that gets into a very grey area whenever you're talking about recordings, live streams, public performances, derivative works, all of that sort of stuff. It's a very rocky minefield, to be honest. So, the whole world of copyright is extremely confusing. But whenever you read the arguments that are portrayed by PipesDrums.com, their whole thrust behind the application of copyright is that the composers of the music are getting ripped off because they're not getting the money that they're due for their artistic works. Now, could this be applied in the bagpiping world? Well, like I've just said, I'm not entirely sure because the composer themselves would compose a tune. Then that goes to a pipe band. Like I said, they take that tune, they turn it upside down, they throw harmonies on it, they they twist it, pull it, turn it, they do everything they can to make it theirs. And that own piece then turns into something differently entirely. So the pipe band then have been creative. They have created this medley performance which may incorporate a tune that sounded similar to yours, but you didn't create that medley line or, you know, that harmony line. You know, did you write three-part harmonies to that? You know, did you hold that third note in that bar? Or did you add that extra grace note in there? Stuff like this. Little tiny changes that make a world of difference whenever it comes to the application of copyright. The copyright does not sit with the composer in that case. It then sits with the band. Now... The reason why copyright has recently come to a head is number one on the topic of live streaming. Obviously, Pipestrums.com are fighting the, the good fight for the composer. Us here in The Rab Show. We are kind of in the weird grey area. We don't really know where things sit. We are filming a public performance. So whenever you are in a public area. Filming a competition as such. And you're putting your performance onto an audience. That is counted as a public performance. By us filming it and placing it online for an audience to view. They are still viewing a public performance. Now. Because there is no actual monetary value exchanging hands. We're not charging our audience anything to view this content. That, you know what I mean? We're not putting it behind a big paywall. Pay us $50 to come and watch the UK's on our Facebook live stream. We will never do that. Ever. Never, ever do that. And the problem with that is, is if we ever were to charge for our online live streaming. is Where does the money go? That is the kicker. If there ever was a charge for online live streaming, is where does the money go? Now, we understand, of course, that live streaming does not come cheap. And that's where services such as our own Big Rab Show Patreon, plus we sell t shirts and hoodies and stuff on therabshow.com to do our best to try and cover costs. That's where we try and recoup our losses. (laughs) But that's completely voluntary. We're not forcing you guys to do that. You know, obviously, every click of support and stuff is gratefully received. Honestly, it is. Um, But again, it's voluntary. But if the money was coming in for people paying money to come and see a public performance, then where does that money go? At the moment, any money that is coming in for watching a public performance is going into the coffers of the people who run the events rspba and in that case also they bring in outside companies sometimes especially for the big one for the world's glasgow life those guys run that event and rspba kind of are they are the governing body but they are a subsidiary whenever it comes to the actual organization of the event itself glasgow life are the overriding event organizer and rspba have the competition at it basically so very long story short, but the finance the money that comes in essentially goes into the organizers' pockets. And whenever you're talking about you're putting on public performances of possibly copywritten music, where does the money go? Does it go to the bands who are performing their own artistic work? No, it doesn't. It goes into the organizers' pockets. Now this kind of leaves the question then, whenever you're wanting to apply the copyright law, who should really be left to pay the piper as they say? Well, you would argue that if finance is involved and people are paying ticket prices to get into a venue, then obviously they should be paying their artists. Let's face it, if you were to go and see, I don't know, Guns N' Roses at a concert, and you pay £40 to go and see Axel do his stuff, do you think Axel will be up there on stage doing that for nothing? Of course not. That ticket price in there, your $40, 20 of that will probably be going in Axel's back pocket. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I guess this is what makes the bagpiping world so unique. When people pay their £10 ticket price or whatever it is to get in through the gate of the worlds, where does that money go it does not go into stuart little sparring and he laughs all the way to the beer tent no the pipe bands actually don't see very much of that cash they do see it in the prize money however there is monetary value for some of the prizes but people have argued that it really isn't much I, i can't honestly remember what the amount of money is for the grade one uh top prize whenever you win spiky but pipe banders don't care P- pipe banders just want that world championship, you know? And money has never really factored into their whole passion for the music. And like I said, whenever we asked Fred about what he thought about Fred Morris or Phil Marshall playing, playing his stuff, he was ecstatic. He loved it. He thought it was the best thing ever. And if anything, that's the feeling I get from all composers of bagpiping music, as that is the height of flattery. Whenever a band would actually lift their tune and play it. Now, us here on the Big Rab Show, thanks to Eric Avanhouse, good friend of the show, has actually written a tune for ourselves. The Big Rab Show hornpipe. Now, you guys have heard it before. We've played it here on the show. We've had a couple of recordings sent to us uh, from electronic chanters. We have yet to hear it played on a set of bagpipes and that would honestly make our year. So... Shameless plug, there you go. If you are interested to check out The Big Rab Show Hornpipe, it's up there. We would love someone of you guys out there to give it a bash. And who knows, we might get a recording of it here in the podcast. Awesome. But yeah, did Eric ask for money for that? said, hey, Rab, I've written you a tune. Uh, you now owe me $300. No, he didn't. He says, here's a tune. I thought it would be cool to stick your name on it. Here you go, lad. Thank you. And that was it now Eric done that completely you know I, I we didn't ask him for it and it just boom here's a tune and that tune is class I I really love that tune if anything I would love to see a band playing it and if I was ever gonna lift the sticks again possibly do solos or whatever that'll be one tune I would love to play to you know it's like a really rhythmical thing anyway I'm getting off the topic copyright was never even talked about whenever hey i've written this class tune i've stuck the big rab show as a title of it here you go buddy and there was no message of uh don't be letting anybody play that because it's copywritten to me and if any other band wants to play that tune uh, they're gonna have to pay me for performance rights recording rights and of course my own personal copyright on that they're gonna have to pay me x amount of pounds for come on (laughs) come on i don't know the application of copyright in the bagpiping world is such a minefield. It's such a difficult area to get into. And to be fair, the guys at com, as much as they've had a pop at us at the Big Rab Show before, and they clearly don't seem to be fans of what we do over here, uh, but... The guys at Pipestrums.com clearly know their way around copyright law, and they seem to know an awful lot more on the topic than I will. So please don't take my word as being gospel on this. Go along, check out Pipestrums.com. They have a lot of great articles up there on copyright and the bagpiping world and how they believe it should be applied. I just want to throw the opposite side of the coin in there and say, well, possibly, can it be applied? I don't know. It's a very gray area. It's going to be really difficult. Because as well as bagpipers playing brand new composed tunes from pipers from the 20th and 21st centuries. you are now also looking at playing traditional tunes which are hundreds of years old. Like Some of the tunes that we play in the bagpiping world are from the trad kind of catalogue. You know what I mean? <laughs> the tunes that we played for centuries. And who gets paid for those? So I don't know. It's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. Now... The whole reason this has kind of came to a head recently is because recently the website YouTube has been throwing copyright strikes on YouTube channels. Now, this is a new thing. Uh, as you guys know, us here in The Big Rap Show, we have launched a YouTube channel. And recently, actually, we have been stung with this too. And this kind of raised it. Cause, oh, why? Woo, what did we do? Did we breach copyright law? Well, actually, what happened was... And what's seen, not just us, but actually happening loads of other people as well, who ever film a pipe band at a, at a competition or whatever and decide to upload it to YouTube. Well, if you upload it to YouTube, you will very quickly get flagged up for a copyright infringement. And what happens there is that a record company who has previously recorded a particular tune... ...the automated system within YouTube recognises it... ...because oh, that's Athel Highlanders... ...that belongs to C&C Records or whatever... and ...I don't, can't even remember the name of the state or whatever... ...C&C Records owns uh, that tune, Athol Highlanders... ...and they've put a copyright strike on your video... ...so any adverts and stuff... ...if there's ever going to be any revenue come from your video... ...they own it. So, which is total nonsense... Like a tune like Athol Highlanders, a record company owns that? Now, I don't know. It's come across now that these copyright strikes that are hitting people on YouTube, people are, you know, arguing against them and saying, Come on, this record company and this record company could not possibly own the copyright for this one particular piece of music that they have flagged me for. I think that's what they call. call them flags. They flag it up and say, aha, we own that content. You know, that guy's breaching copyright law by uploading our content. Uh, No, I'm not, big lad. That's a video of shots playing at whatever competition. And they're playing the stress bay, whatever. And that tune has been in the traditional catalogue now for I don't know how many hundred years. Uh, Shut your face. (laughs) So that's what's happening. These copyright claims that are being struck against people's YouTube accounts are being fought and they're being won. Uh, what seems to be happening is that they're coming back now saying that strike has been removed saying yes it is seen as a traditional tune our automated system picked it up as a recording belonging to that record company and that is not the case so An actual physical human being has to go in and fix the problem that a computer caused because it's so finicky when it comes to copyright. As you guys know that if you were to film in a cinema and then upload that movie onto YouTube, you would immediately be kicked off because you're in breach of copyright. Duh, as they say. But yeah, if you film a pipe band competition, then to get a a flag by a record company to say, Hey, 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 we own that. See that tune that boy played there? We own that tune. Uh, No you don't. You do not own that tune. Uh, The composer who wrote the tune owns it. Or perhaps the band who played it owns the tune. So if they decide to flag my YouTube channel or anything like that, then okay, cool, fair enough. But I don't know how that could really apply whenever hundreds of other bands are playing the same tune. Are you going to flag them too? Anyway... It's a real interesting point of view whenever record companies online are now flagging people's videos and taking the online revenue from that video. What I mean by online revenue is that on YouTube videos there are Adverts, you know, you guys what use YouTube? You've obviously seen an advert or two on YouTube. Well, those adverts that get played on videos go to the person who provided the video. So, for example, if you click on I don't know PewDiePie, PewDiePie is like one of these big gamer guys on YouTube. It's the biggest YouTube channel on there, I think. Uh, so you click on his video and you get an advert for car insurance or something. Then that gives him like not point not 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 two pence. <laughs> <laughs> in his back pocket so what these record companies are doing is saying that that not 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 two pence is ours when in fact it isn't but i'm just wondering now how many videos online have been flagged for copyright and are incorrect and these record companies are now cashing in and making quite a little lot of money off of youtube from pipe band performances it's very interesting. Like, where is that money going? If these record companies who have, say, a recording from, I don't know, such and such a pipe band from way back when, and they once played, uh I don't know, Scott and the Brave, or Roundtree, or I don't know, some other thing, and they their automated system picked it up, oh, there's a band there, played Scott and the Brave, bing, lethal, flag that, that money's now ours, we'll claim that. So if that video had like 2,000 views, then that's 2,000, 0.02 pennies going into our bank account. Lovely, jubbly, rubby hands. So it's wrong. It's wrong. And it is a total abuse of the YouTube uh, algorithm kind of thing and their automated system. And unfortunately, it's a very interesting twist on the whole copyright law because they're essentially abusing copyright for profit. They're profiting off pipe band performances in the hope that no one in the bagpiping world would actually flag it up and fight back. Now, us on the Big Rab Show, yes, we have been flagged for copyright infringement on our YouTube channel for, yeah, for just that same reason. We have had different record companies saying, there's that tune, I think it was Athel Highlanders, or there was not a different tune, there was a hornpipe or something. And it was literally a video of shots playing at a competition, and we had it up there there were shots playing at this competition and they played this, uh, whatever it was, can't remember now, and then the record company flagged it and said it was theirs. I said, I actually put in a counterclaim saying, no, that's nonsense, this was played at a public event, da, da, da. YouTube looked into it, removed the strike. But by that stage, the video had already received about a couple of thousand views and the record company had pocketed that cash. There was no kind of comeback. Now, whenever I'm saying cash, uh, pff, I'm not talking hundreds of millions of dollars here. It was literally not point, not not whatever. I can't even remember now. But it was like so far in the decimal places, you're not even making one pence. <laughs> but let's say I was having thousands and thousands of views over there on YouTube. That could actually be quite a decent revenue that's being taken away from ourselves as content producers and being lined in the pockets of record companies and again essentially what I'm getting at is again the pipe bands don't see any of it they don't see a penny of this there's revenue being generated from their performances and they don't see a penny of it and that is possibly the biggest downfall of all of this copyright you know, talk is that the people who should get the money don't and that is the biggest downfall of all of this Now, whenever Pipestrums.com talked about getting the money to the composer, yes, I think they're technically right, but whether it's enforceable, I don't think so. Whether I think the bands themselves should actually get money for their performances, yes, I believe they should do. They're putting in a musical performance that is an artistic work, especially if there's going to be an entry fee paid, you know, you pay to enter to get into the venue, then some of that monetary value should be paid to your artists who are performing on the day. But, as you guys all know, we all rock up to a pipe band event and we all play for free. All of us never get paid for this. It's a hobby. As we know, none of us are seen as being professionals who make hundreds of millions of dollars playing pipes every year. So, hey, I don't know how the copyright law could be applied in the piping world. Is it seen as a positive thing? I guess it could be. Is it seen as a negative thing? Yes, it's definitely seen as a negative in the bagpiping world. As soon as anyone mentions copy, copyright, they go, Ugh. And I know I do. <laughs> copyright? Ah, oh, really? Oh, we're going to get into that, are we? Well, okay. <laughs> but I can understand it at the same point of view. Anyway, it's a really interesting topic. I have been enthralled with reading all of this material on copyright. And I'm sorry if you guys find this topic of the week boring, but I hope you haven't. Uh, it is a very interesting area and possibly one that we'll, po- we'll probably look at this again, to be honest. As my research into the whole copyright law and how it all you know applies in the regular music world to the jazz scene, pop music scene, rock scene, whatever. And then how it could possibly be brought across into the pipe band scene it's an interesting one. We could maybe draw parallels with what's happening in the folk world at the moment. The folk music scene, Celtic music scene is very similar. But again, they're playing gigs rather than competitions. They're not holding as many public performances. They're holding gigs in bars and clubs and you know concert halls. So again, I really don't know how the copyright law could apply to bands. It's an interesting one. And one I would like you guys to join in the back of. Anyone out there who's possibly an expert in the copyright law field, please get in contact with us. We would love to know more about this topic. Uh, So me as a total layman on the topic and me just giving my gut opinion on this, I would love to hear yours. You can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to know your opinions on copyright and how you believe it should be applied in the bagpiping world. It is a bit of a minefield, especially when you start talking finance. When you start talking money, it's where does the money go? Where does that money go? Especially when you're talking copyright. It's such a such a minefield. Minefield, minefield. Anyway, there you go. That's it for another topic of the week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It really does it's just brilliant to see our download figures continue to rise every week it's just brilliant to have us all along next week's podcast like i said predictably will be our dunbarton preview we're rolling into possibly one of the biggest majors of the season the last one before the worlds this is the one where everyone gets nervous i can't wait i honestly can't wait oh it's going to be epic. So don't forget, you can help support the show. Go along to our Patreon page. Click support over there. And for $5 a month, you can get your mitts on tons of extra stuff. Now, Big Rap Show Plus is up there. Just done another episode, like I say. Tons of extra video content, exclusive interviews, backstage stuff as well. All of it is all up there now on our Patreon page. Go and check it out and click support and help support the show. Also, don't forget, get your Big Rab Show merch before the begin. We're getting closer to the Worlds now. So, yeah, our orders are actually on the up at the moment. So, if you do want to get a t-shirt or hoodie or a towel, for that matter, or anything at all from the Big Rab Show shop, then go and grab them now, hopefully before the end of July, if possible, so we can get them produced and shipped out to you before the big one. Obviously, whenever we're in Worlds Week... I will not be able to ship out any orders at all because I'll be heavily involved in coverage of the worlds and piping live and all of that stuff. So we may have to halt production for a week on the merch front. But you can definitely get your orders in now ahead of time. And then hopefully we'll get everything sent out to you just after Dumbarton. So there you go. So get your orders in now. com forward slash shop. Grant. Thank you to everyone who sent in voicemails to Uncle Chop and to Honey Bourbon and of course also to Emma Barr for joining us on the show this week. It's been great to catch up with Emma. And to everyone else who sent in a listener mail... Thank you, guys. you are all awesome. And please do get involved in the conversation. Mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com if you have an opinion on copyright or any of that kind of stuff that we've talked about on this week's show. Please tell your friends about us and let them know what we're doing, our small little bagpiping podcast each and every week. Uh, that's what we're here for. Also, don't forget to click subscribe. So if this is your first Big Rab Show podcast that you'll never miss an episode, you'll get a little ding to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. So yeah, feel free, click that subscribe button. You can comment, you can rate us, you can do all that usual stuff on our social medias, all that stuff. Ah, Awesomeness. So much good stuff happening. Can't wait until next week. We've got a big podcast ahead of us. Looking forward to Dumbarton. It's going to be a doozy. Until then, folks, hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we will see you here on the Big Rab Show podcast again next week. All the very best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions, Inverarian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys. We'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.
0: Exhibit C: The belt he's flossing is. Can ought do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? Alright, we'll get one more.
1: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Big Rab Show Plus. That time again. And yes, if you're listening to this, you have clicked support on our Patreon page. And you are part of the chosen few who get their hands on tons of extra stuff. So this is one of them. Yeah, Big Rab Show Plus is a Patreon subscriber exclusive. And you guys get to peek behind the curtain of what's going on here at the Big Rab Show. What plans we have for the future. Uh, just what have we been doing for this past four weeks. And uh, all sorts of Patreon goodness coming your way. So, yeah, by clicking support on our Patreon page, you guys... Get access to the Big Rab Show Plus, Plus, plus tons of extra stuff. And we have to say a massive thank you for clicking that support button. We've got a lot to get through on this episode of Big Rab Show Plus, so bear with us. We'll have to get through all of it. So.